Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. I'm also joined by my co-host, Byron Turk. You can find him on Twitter at Byron Fever. You can find my other co-host, Casey Nielsen, on Twitter at Lucha Gringo. Yeah. This week's episode was kind of awesome, and I know we have a few hundred things to say about it, but we'll condense it and make it pretty quick. So um, segment one last night, or vignette one, Ray and Dragon Azteca Jr., Train, uh, training, <laughs> playing a little slappy box, a little slappy fight stuff mm-hmm. there. Um, and Dragon Azteca Jr. Shit is breaking and falling in Casey's house. Well, that's end of Casey. Um, Dragon Azteca Jr. is still salty about this Pentagon thing. Like, what's a little yeah. arm breaking between friends? Like, why are you still mad about this? He seems super salty. What's What I love about uh, the azteca jr and ray interactions is that what are we cutting to casey casey's chair over me while i'm talking um what i love is that um is that they have their exposition scenes they have like okay we need they need to talk and then establish for us where they're at where their motivations are at but they can do it casey no one cares they do it during like kung fu training sessions which makes it infinitely way more interesting and visually appearing uh, appealing yeah until until chavito comes in and gets you a quick roll up on your sorry ass into a half crab what's up with that oh shout out to Lance storm he got him in the fucking maple leaf son oh dude i just gotta i just gotta put over the fact that you know, he was crying about Pentagon breaking his arm, and Ray basically just said, dude, you're too much of a bitch for Pentagon. Just forget about it. Well, I mean, so that, that was, was kind of one yeah. of the themes of this entire episode is, I mean, this episode should have been almost called Dragon Azteca Jr. Quit kidding yourself. Pentagon's going to fuck you up. <laughs> that could have been the name of this episode. Like everyone, Dario, <laughs> Ray, everyone is just like, dude, what? you're fucking high. Chavo, Chavo's like, no, no, you need to wrestle me. You're not, fuck, fuck. Pentagon, you can't wrestle. <laughs> like, I feel bad for the kid, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you're 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 not gonna wrestle fucking Pentagon. But Chavo, this is what you need, Casey. You need Pentagon to wrestle Dragon Azteca Junior. so Pentagon can get a fucking win. All I'm saying is Chavo knows what's up because he also got fucked up by Pentagon and got his yeah. arm broken. So and well, and that and, and that comes into play later. So, um, Chavo says Chavito says he's gonna teach Dragon Azteca Dadge, as I like to call him, Dadge, uh, a lesson. So let's get into the Dial of Doom, Return of the Mac. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Return of the Mac. I Return just- of the Mac, Mac, Mac. Return of the Mac. Justin, you sound like you have an ass. Temple. Look, man, I figured out this week with all the racial tension and stuff going on, the difference between uh, white people and black people. Really what the problem is, and I think I figured out how to solve the racial tension in this country. The problem is mayonnaise. Mm. Because if you if you if you look at the difference in what a white person does with mayonnaise, where they spread it, th- and I'm not talking miracle whip or real mayonnaise, not that you know, like poor people eat miracle whip, rich people eat regular mayonnaise. It has nothing to do with race. I'm talking about how much you put on. White folks do this nice thin spread of mayonnaise on their bread, and then Brothers, you know, we'll put a healthy dose of mayonnaise on there. We want the flavor. We want to taste it. We want a sandwich that's moist. Shit, man. I asked for extra mayo at Subway. I am black as fuck right now. You're in the club. You're in the club. 
So what I think is that maybe if we either figure out a better ratio of mayonnaise nationwide, or maybe if we just all use mustard for a day, I think we'll all get along better. Oh, I don't know about that mustard shit, man. I didn't sign off on anything there. I'm not like Ray Young from uh, CKY levels of mustard hate, but... but no, mustard rules, mayo drools. Oh, well, see, look, and this is no, why no. nothing ever happens with race, racial tension in this country. It's just going to stay bad. Anyway, Return of the Mac. Yeah. With rhythm. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Like, with some rhythm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. so he's on the board. This He's on the board. Son of Havoc is off the board. Dario is still pushing this as his best gimmick ever, and Mac comes up, which is bad news for Matanza because Mac is no pushover compared to some of the names on that board. Mac is some tough shit. Like, I thought for a yeah. second, like, shit, Mac might go home with this damn belt today out of nowhere. Like, what kind of crazy booking is this? So what you're saying is you didn't buy Son of Havoc as a world title contender? Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't even say it without laughing. I'm sorry. Uh, come on. No, I, well, I, it's because I, Son of Havoc is born and bred as the underdog of the Lucha Temple. You don't necessarily want him to win, but you want him to win. You know? I'm sorry. I thought way bigger and tougher. was the underdog, the underdog of the Lucha Temple since they just have him lose all the time. Ooh. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe. I'm still yeah, salty. Maybe. I'm still salty. We know you're going to be salty for a long time. I, I just, this just is what it is. But I like it. I like you, Smangry. Hashtag Smangry. A lot of pain in my heart. A lot of pain in my heart. Pentagon, I love. Um, I love the sneak attack. It's like that makes perfect sense. If you are just called into a match, he comes out with his jacket on. He was in the locker room. He was drinking some whatever, chilling out with the boys, maybe working over his next real match or whatever. And you know, here, here we go. You get called up by Dario. This is for the world fucking title. You hustle your ass out there. You drop some bombs on the fool, and you throw a three-quarter face lock jawbreaker on the guy. Wait, do we have to call it that? No, we don't. When you have me in the background going, oh, hell yeah, you don't, you don't need to do that shit. Man, let's just call this a fucking stunner, yeah. right? Well, I think I think Stryker uh, was giving a shout out to Casey and me back on like the the AOL wrestling message boards, the one with, we were chatting with Kangan all the time about wrestling moves. Well, he threw yeah. out Mikey Whipwreck as the originator of the move too, and I don't know that that's true either. I couldn't tell you who it came from. Dude, but I don't know if Mikey did it first. Fucking legit, Brutus did it before everybody. Brutus did it before. No one gives him credit for it, but I swear to God, like SummerSlam fucking 89, I think, Brutus busts out a stunner. It's somewhere around there. Didn't um, he use it when he was the disciple? No, this is or when something? he was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He but does a fucking stunner, and it's not an ace crusher. It's a fucking stunner, and he did it in one of his matches, like maybe against Mr. Perfect, maybe against Rick Rude, somewhere around 89, 90. Yeah, see, I'd like to go back and look at it, too, because I'm a huge Mikey Whipwreck fan, and I know that he used the move, and he used it before Stone Cold did, and Stone Cold probably got it from him, but I don't, I don't think Mikey was the originator of that move. No, um, John but whatever, is hey. doing the Ace Crusher, which is close, but you land a little differently, but it's fucking, like... In video games, we'd use the fucking Ace Crusher for the stunner, not the fucking Diamond Cutter. But but Stone Cold did get the the terminology of the stunner, right? That is where the stunner term came from, right? I right. don't think it was. He was the first one to kick you in the stomach to do it, and he didn't even start yeah. doing that when he started doing the move. That was uh, was that P.S. Hayes that told him to do that? 
I'm sure he's going to take credit even if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, look, I just love seeing it right at the beginning of the match. The whole, you know, the ring psychology of how that match started was perfect to me. Like, goddamn right, sneak attack a motherfucker. Like, I hate it when the babyface is stupid. This is a, a chance right here where the babyface was not stupid. Sneak attack the motherfucker, hit him with a move outside the ring, move the match into the ring, and you got fucking uh, the Mac throwing around suplexes like he's matanza it was great i loved i loved the first few minutes of that match it was awesome to me i was i was very happy it was a good match it seems like the the matanza matches tend to go um the other guy kind of beats him up for a while until matanza can grab him and do the one move and win can I? Yeah, but this went back and forth a little bit because Matanza did get his yeah. win going, and then the commentary switched to like, okay, here comes Matanza. He's going to be a killer and blah, blah, blah. But then Max started getting his shit in again, and he does his fucking uh, – what is that move where he jumped over the rope? Casey, I don't remember exactly which one it was. I don't know if it was a – The, the Tope Yeah. 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 Thank you. Hey, you know what? I didn't say Hilo, though. My pronunciation might suck, but I don't say fucking Hilo because it's Jiro. See, you would know better than I would. This is why we keep Casey around, guys. Richie Casey. Dude, I, I got to I gotta just point something out about this match because I think it's a it feeds into a theory that, that we talked about a little earlier. I think okay. that Matanza is weakening. I think that the God inside him is strong, but the flesh is weak. And that he's starting to wear down. He's never been the same since he went through that fucking roof. People have been getting way more offense on him since then. Well, that is an interesting theory, and and you saw that Dario had to pump him up, and he was yelling at him at one point, like, uh, next time vertical for the neck, like, break his neck. Mm -hmm. Like, Dario was actually yelling at him, like, in actual in-ring instructions on how to smash these guys like he used to smash them. So maybe right. you know Yeah. Because before, he'd just throw a couple guys in a trailer, and he'd just fucking murder them. Now, yeah, he, now he's got to give them yeah. pro tips like it's fucking Game Pro Magazine outside the ring. Well, I love the uh, the bullfrog splash too. Huge mm. move for a big man off the top rope, yeah. and it's really funny because you saw that that picture that Lucha Underground was circulating with the question mark of the guy doing it, and uh, I don't know how they did that because that outline looked like it was a lot smaller than Mac to me, which maybe there was some <coughs> tricky photoshopping going on there. I don't know. I don't mm. know. It looked like Mac to me, but there are an awful lot of people on on Facebook commenting on it saying it was chavo which... yeah um i do gotta say that the did they just pose for a picture at some other time where chavo did it instead why would it why would it make sense for chavo to wrestle matanza even randomly they they do realize that it's not really random right uh, <laughs> but it almost was fame case fame what are you doing <laughs> All I nobody stops the wheel on the exact the name that they live. want to wrestle all I gotta say is, if you were at the shows live, you may have noticed the wheel is a little more random than they would have liked sometimes. I don't. I don't know that you'll ever see that on TV. No, no, Just you'll saying. never. You'll never see that on TV. I don't know what that's, you're talking that's about. Insider information from us. Damn right? it! Get it's Eric Van Wagner back on here. Let's talk to him about the damn mechanics of this wheel. That fucking thing. <laughs> all I know is you spin the wheel so they can make the deal for the championship match. That's all. I think the right, problem so, is didn't have that midget with the eye patch like the spin the wheel make the deal did. Cheat him. Anything else about this match? Return of the uh, Mac here. He, uh, he, Bullfrog Splash hits the knees, yeah. and then Matanza 
who was not faring so well until that very point. Uh, he hits the wrath of the gods and goes over on the Mac. Sorry, Mac. Hopefully you get another title yeah. shot soon, brother. I thought it was oh, a great match, though. I thought it, I thought it elevated Mac a little bit too, because he's been fighting Cage and he's had his big fights against Cage. But this is hopefully the start of an upward trajectory for for Mac on the fight card at Lucha Underground. I hope so, but I gotta say that feeds into my theory because uh, Matanza beat eleven dudes or some shit without making a sweat, breaking a sweat. Uh, he eliminated half of Aztec Warfare by himself. And now he's having trouble with the Mac. What's up with that? He's Willie weak. Mac is tough. He's from the streets, Whoa. fool. Pentagon beat the hell out of him, man. He's still sore. That hey, he could have actually gone to jail. He might have like a ruptured butthole right now. We don't know. <laughs> um, MMM show does not stand behind these comments by Casey. Oh, or, uh, I we stand behind everything Casey says. We support him wholeheartedly in his smangriness. No. All I know is there was more blood on the back of the suit this time. It was a little scary. All right. So we got to get into this next vignette because we talked about it a little bit with uh, the, the placer of the Bagel Bites EV dub earlier. But somewhere along the open road, which I love, there's this traveling road thing. And then all of a sudden we're in a basement. Yeah. Um, apparently yeah. the open road stops at grandma's house or mom's house for son of havoc and his new homie mascarita sagrada yeah. What's going yeah. on, yeah. i think he huh? wants someone to make him feel tall dude <laughs> so why is he hanging out with son of havoc Oh, I'm just saying he's not that, six four <laughs> i think that segment was a great shout out to wrestling marks um watching wrestling on a shitty tv in your mom's basement while she makes you bagel bites <laughs> dude all yeah. i gotta say my head. bagel bites are fucking dope and they are it, i will i would eat some right now if i had some and seeing that product placement makes me want to go to the store and get some fucking bagel bites now now being last real heelish here was that modello also a placement because that was pretty prominent and made me want to have a beer the second i saw that Maybe that was yeah, a shout out to Miller Lite for dropping their sponsorship. Yeah, there was a Modelo sitting on the table. I know I've seen the cans there, but like I know Tecate has been a, a sponsor and Bud Light has been a sponsor. I feel like when Dario threw me a beer once when you weren't there to catch it, Casey, that it was Modelo also. Yeah, well, it used to be the Miller Lite cans, which looked similar. That was first Cage and Mac and also um, – it was uh, Modelo for that shit where uh, fucking Tejano went through the uh, through the, uh, the the bar at Ringside. Yeah, but they put tape over the Modelo that time, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, if Modelo, if you're not an official sponsor of Lucha Underground, let's make this happen, and also let's get a liquor license back at the temple, please. Um, anyway, yeah. moving on. Um, I think we might want to kayfabe that a little bit. I don't know, but. <laughs> I don't know. It's just friends having drinks on private property. It's closed. Closed. It's not open to the public anyway. It's by invitation only. So you can actually legally do it, I believe. It's just an insurance thing. Um, anyway, they're watching the famous B commercial where uh, so the, the young lady looks toe up from the flow up and gets uh, some <laughs> magic going on. And Havoc from doesn't. A zero to a hero. Yeah, Havoc doesn't seem too pleased, but Masquerita, however, seems to love it because apparently he thinks that Famous B is number one. Yeah, yeah, he, he said he's number one uh, in sign language, American sign language, mind you. 
So he is learning. He's learning how to communicate with us. That was fucking incredible. American friend. I, I feel like I know Masquerita so much better after this segment. I feel like now is his time to really shine um, and really get over. I don't know if him and, and Son of Havoc are going to be a new team or something, but I, I kind of like it. Can I just say Son of Havoc's a dick? Why do you say that? Because he was mean to his mom? <clears throat> no, because his fucking mom brings this plate of delicious bagel bites in. He's sitting there. He's like, yeah, I'm going to have some fucking ba- bagel bites. Yeah. And then Masquerita's there with no mouth hole in his fucking mask. He can't eat any bagel bites. But, I mean, those masks are kind of porous. So if you just rubbed it on the mask, I'm sure some of it would, like, seep through. It would be awesome if they had him mashing a bagel bite into his mouthless mask and trying to suck the sauce through the mask. That That is the money shot that we all need for our fetishes. Now, uh, I, I do have one question, though. Why wasn't she either titled as Mother of Son of Havoc or just Havoc? She'd be the wife of Havoc or Havoc? Well, I mean, if he's the son of Havoc and she's his mom, then maybe she could just be Havoc. She could be. She could be. Or she could be Mother of Son of Havoc. She didn't look like she would be named Havoc, though. uh, So we're saying now officially that Havoc is his father. What did she say that her name was? Are we going to see his dad? Is Havoc going to enter the Lucha Underground world and, and I don't know, do some stuff when he's there? Shoot circles out of his chest like Havoc from X-Men? Um, her <laughs> name is Linda, by the way. Linda. Linda Havoc. Spanish for beautiful. Yeah, because Masquerita calls her Mrs. and she doesn't like that. Call me Linda. Yeah, call her Linda. So, yeah, um, Mrs. What was her mom's name? What? Oh, but I think uh, that's this is also really cool because it's another segment outside of the temple. Um, so we're getting more fresh uh, locations and settings. Well, yeah, but is this really how you imagined the open road in your mind? But I, I think I think it, it exactly get, rounds out the story of Son of Havoc. I mean, he's. It's he's that tragic character, and then after he does the great stuff at Ultima Lucha Dos, and then he has his title match last week. Like it's great, to, like you sympathize with him even more when you see him sitting in his mom's basement with another guy who got beat up real bad. You know what else? It tells a story without what. He's living a lie, bro, because if his mom said Mrs. Havoc was my mom's name, he's like fucking grandson of Havoc at best. Mrs. Mrs. was his, was her mom's name. Sure she didn't right, say because basically what she's telling you is she never married Havoc. She was just some road fling for Havoc. Oh, snap! Makes sense. Oh, incredible Wait. insight and analysis. Way yes. to move your whole camera, John Tenta. Mother, mother of Son of Havoc got around, I think, y'all. In fact, she may not even know who Havoc is. So Son of Havoc is... He wears a mask all the time. Her, she might know who her own son is. He wears a fucking mask sitting around at home eating bagel bites. Well, Wait, yeah, so I mean, if Havoc wore a mask too, I mean, who knows? What are you saying, what Brian? Are you talking... Is Dario is probably really his dad. <laughs> it could be. All right, what happened uh, next? Uh, after bagel bites and Modelo's? Mm-hmm. There was Mundo takes his ball and goes home like a little bitch. Mm. <laughs> yeah, punk bitch, Mundo. But, but, Taya, Taya is like, there's a spot open in that, that 
trios match hi i've been here the whole time i can actually wrestle guys what's up dario i'm hi yeah i love that he said i thought you were the manager She's very I, subtle I, about these things too, and she also was very helpful to Dario. Uh, very <laughs> kindly, you got some. Yeah, what was Dario doing when they walked in? Was he reading like really close? Something. He has bad eyes, and he also really likes pixie sticks. And some of the powder got on his nose from a delicious pixie stick. I think it was maybe orange flavored, and those are my personal favorites. So that's how I imagine him liking them as well. Oh, fuck that. This is a shoot, man. If anybody in the world was actually surprised to see a wrestling promoter in his own office doing a couple rails before the fucking night started, you don't know shit about wrestling. <laughs> I'll just put, I'll just, I'll just say it like it is. Like, come on. It was that great insight into the wrestling promoter aspect of Dario's uh character and personality you have you have him getting hopped up on cocaine and then when his mind gets right he starts penciling in literally in his notebook matches this sounds like the way I, i'm pretty sure every wrestling show i watched as a child was in fact booked some promoter in his back office doing rails writing stuff in pencil fucking people over changing matches without telling them you know and pocketing the t-shirt money sounds exactly right to me Lucha Underground is real, uh, y'all. I could do, I could do mountains of the stuff and never get hooked. Huh? How? <laughs> He's gonna puke. <laughs> oh, he's going to an amazing place. See, and that's all it takes. DJ gives us like two, two second nugget of something, and we'll just run with it for days. It's, it's horrifying, people. That's, yeah. that's sorry, Josh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to say about that part of the vignette? And then, uh, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. No, that's it. Oh, oh, Taya did actually say, actually, he's a darewolf. And yeah. she managed to not sound too Canadian uh, when she said it. Dare I kind of liked it. It sounded, I sounded hey. a lot more sassy Southern California. He's, he's, actually, a, he's actually a darewolf. Uh, excuse me. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a darewolf. You hoser. I love that. Take movie. off, eh? Take off, you hoser. <laughs> Is that where we're going with this? We're yes, going back to straight Strange Brew. Play by play analysis. Oh wow. Actually, he drank all the beer and he was so he wouldn't drown, but then he was really big. Then he had to pee. It's an amazing movie. For all you youngsters out there who haven't seen what real Canadian humor is all about, go back and watch this movie, please. I have it on VHS. Watch Kids in the Hall, you fucks. <laughs> well, no, that was when Canadian humor got good. Oh. Um, yeah. All right, so moving on. Cage versus Tejano. Now, this, to me, I was, like, stoked. This is, like, if we were in Mexico, this would be a headliner at AAA. Like, mm -hmm. I'm never mad about a Cage Tejano match. And like you, if you listen to the show, you know that over time I have become a huge Tejano mark. Um, I just really like the guy's in-ring performances based on nothing else other than his actual work that he puts in. He's mm -hmm. gotten over with me. Uh, and Cage has always been over. He's fun to watch. He's got a great character. It's fun to see him do his who better than Cage thing and get yeah. your shit in and all that stuff is fun. And he's been killing it on the indies forever. So I popped when I heard this was the second match. I don't even think I knew it was the second match on this episode, but, and it was great. 
and 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 with where the finish went, I thought it was awesome that they managed to have a great match, keep it kind of standard and not escalate it too far. I mean, they did a lot of suplex stuff, then they did some submission trading on the ground, then they did a little bit of lucha libre style with Ooh, and Cage and his big dive. Yeah, and he fucking almost did an edge to Tejano with that shit, man. That reminded me of that time that. Uh, that he ended one of Los Bariguas' career uh, with the uh, with the dive to the outside, and honestly, I felt like Tejano was hurting the rest of the match after that. You thought so because it looked it like it looked like it landed back to back, right? <clears throat> yeah, but a little was that how it neck, little neck to back, maybe. I don't know. It, okay, it looked a little rough to me. Because honestly, um, it, for me, it looked like Cage pulled his off cleaner than Willie Mack did. But the yeah. landing is where it's all at. Like, the move might have been clean as fuck, but you got a big boy landing on you slightly wrong, and it's yeah. all over. And I've seen Mac fuck himself up on some flippy I shit. S- I was, when I saw um, the Kevin Cross show uh, at FSW against Matt Hardy, um, Willie Mack had a match before him, and he just did a straight-up suicide dive, but it looked like he Sasha Banks, the thing where he when he dives out, <laughs> He Wait, just, Sasha Banksing something is a term now? God, yeah. that's harsh. It's like, it's like when you when you're jumping at someone, but somehow you end up making like an L turn, a ninety degree turn, and just go straight head first into the ground. You know, he, he gravity like, jumped out of the ring and power drove himself, and then everyone in my section, because I was like near ringside, like was like, oh no, we all got real quiet because we thought that the show just ended. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's happened in Mexico, by the way. Not good. Uh, okay. It happens. It's a, it is a dangerous sport. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I I just really like this match. Um, I like the, the the trading of the the submission holds and stuff too in the middle. I thought was great. Something I don't I don't know if I've seen a lot of from Cage, but having a guy his size to do that, like I hope these guys. I know they've worked matches a few times in Mexico too, but I. I like these guys working together, which, so the unfortunate thing about this is we get to the ending and this is supposed to be for an ultimate opportunity. Yeah. And Dario comes out and, you know, congratulates, uh, the discus Larius win for cage or whatever, but says that it's going to be to get the unique opportunity. It's going to be a best of five. Keep in mind, this was taped in March or February of last year. No way of, of Lucha Underground knowing that we'd be in the middle of a best of seven Sheamus and uh, Cesaro feud on WWE because yeah. as soon as they said best of five, I was like, I'm thinking, oh, shit, that's awesome. And at the same time, I'm going, oh, no, that's terrible because of WWE. You know but what? I'm thinking, I love seeing these guys wrestle each other, so I want to see how it escalates more in Lucha Underground. It's, it's better this way because we don't have to worry about Sheamus going over, which is probably what's going to happen. It's uh, weird that Sheamus and uh, Cesaro did a spot where one of them hurts their back when they fell into a ring post, but um, the ring posts aren't ring posts anymore. They're like aluminum LED lights. So I don't know how that hurt. Them those don't anymore. hurt. I think we just have to pretend that those hurt. It's suspension of disbelief. Yeah, oh, maybe they're electrocuted like now. But um, no, but it's it's I mean, it's interesting where there's just there just seems to be a lot of parallels with stuff that Lucha Underground planned and taped six months ago and it's playing out. And and then you might. See yeah, I, I really got to hope that like 
the sport. And I see, and I don't know that that's the case with this because Sheamus has had these weird long feuds before, and they've been also. But um, I really hope that this isn't the case of you know, Lucha Underground doing stuff, it gets out in the spoilers or from people being at the tapings and then all of a sudden WWE does it before Lucha can get theirs to air even though Lucha did it first. I feel like that's what happened with the Royal Rumble to this day and Aztec Warfare. It might yeah. I may be crazy, but I, that's how it feels to me, man. Uh, which kind of sucks, but I, I look forward to seeing these two big guys beat the shit out of each other some more. Yeah, it, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's very exciting and it, Again, I like these two guys. They're both over to me. The crowd seemed a little more behind Cage last night. And I hope that a few more catchphrases. Uh, yeah, well, I hope, but I hope, come on, his catchphrases? He curses in Spanish in the middle of the ring better than anybody. No, no, as far as like getting people to chant with him, like he's very simple. It just, I don't know what it is, but he's very good at simple word things. Say it along with me. Chinga tu madre. Yeah, no, but no, you can I'm you can chant that all day long. It's sexy. I'm it's Chicano in this match because once again, Cage is my second favorite person in a match and a feud. And uh, you know, I like Cage. I just wish they'd put him against someone that I can cheer him over, like Son of Havoc. <laughs> okay, yeah, sick. yeah, that works. I mean, <laughs> Son of Havoc's the other victim of that, but yeah. I know that. Yeah, you put the two it. victims together, and then you're just conflicted. Yeah, and, I, and it's not like I want to see them wrestle Sexy Star because I'd rather just not see her wrestle at all. No, but you um, would still cheer. You would cheer Arhenis uh, over Cage, and he doesn't get over that much at all. Dude, Arhenis needs all the help he can get, man. Poor guy. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. So you're just a mean bastard. Don't even try to sugarcoat it. It's just you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, I'm excited to see the escalation. I liked the finish of this. We just we finished it with a discus lariat. It was a yeah. big move. It was a strong move. One guy cleaned the other guy's clock. It was a good match, and it didn't go too far. So now that we can build until whatever the last one of these is going to be, I'm sure it's going to be stupid. Um, and we both we know these guys can go. So I think it's awesome. I, I like to see this feud, and I think that the this is perfect placement for them in the roster yeah. to keep them big without having to involve them in the title picture. I like that Tejano also is getting a higher profile in something that's not fighting Chavo. <laughs> yes. All right, so we got more vignette action. A lot of smaller moments and just a lot of Dario's office today. Uh, Dario's mailbag is kind of what I like to call this segment. Um, mm -hmm. He gets his 423 Get Fame hat, which he doesn't seem too stoked on. I was surprised. Like, it looked, it looked custom, too. Like, I would rock the shit out of that hat. I looked at, you know, some people didn't realize that's what was the hat. Like, people were like, what the fuck was the hat? And You the know why? Because it looked a little bit like Swerve's hat. Yeah, it did. It looked like the merch that fucking Swerve sells, which... Um, which Justin, is dope merch, by the way. Swerve, I'm still going to buy your hat, man. I just... I'm a little broke right now. I'll get, I'll get you. Justin wants that hat for real, but... Um, hey, man, shout out to Twitter if anyone wants to buy Justin the hat since you're already buying the, the Last Real Heels beer to drink every night. Yeah, but Maybe we don't have anything to set up to, to send us money. We have to set up a thing to send us money to do that. I've been at Byron Fever and Venmo, Venmo on every single episode. Yeah, Byron Fever, Venmo. Send him. It's called the Justin's Hat Fund. Send also, me you're giving me the last shirt that you bought for me, Byron. I don't even have the last shirt that you bought for me. I got you into Paley Fest and everything. Yeah, I got shit. Oh, you know it to you. Oh, thanks. Fuck you. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a great podcast, guys. What was the vignette? What was oh, so Dario's mailbag is the vignette. Because yeah. I've Dar- got some shit for you people. I don't know if okay. you've seen my Twitter or what, but I know what All right, the so are. Let me explain. Let me explain the, the scene, and then you can tell us what you think is going on here. He gets one of those, you know, nice brown blackmail pouch style envelopes sitting on his desk. And, you know, that's never good news in a shady underground fight promoter's office. He opens it up and there's some creepy photos in there. And I have written here in my notes, any theories for Casey? Because I don't know what the hell is going on with these creepy pictures. Ask Casey, because Casey will spend all of his life and his time trying to figure out exactly what is going on in these photos. And by the time you podcast, Casey will know. So ask Casey. That's the note I wrote to myself. That's a really long note, but I knew what these pictures were because your friend Casey is very interested in the occult. Those were photos of Isla de las Muñecas. It's this island in Mexico. The legend says that a girl drowned there, and there's this island that's just covered with dolls, like tied to trees, like fucking sides of houses, like Blair Witch Stickman style, but with creepy fucking dolls. And that if you go there, they move. They come alive at night. Like, what shit the fuck? happens. Yeah. Like, it's this big paranormal hotspot. Ghost Adventures actually went there. So if you guys want to see some, some more footage of the island, they did some really cool shit there. Everything looked awesome. Uh, I'm a fan of the show anyway, but which is where I remembered that from. But... Let's send Hot Squad out to that motherfucker. Let's send Hot Squad out there. They should be identifying these pictures as well. So hopefully they drop that on their podcast. But um, I do have a theory to why those pictures were there. And those pictures are fucking haunted because they went in the trash. They fucking showed back up on his desk. So he's like, Ricky, here you go, buddy. Yeah. That's that was weird too, which is the next part we're going to get into. But mm. but preach on. What's your theory? Because it's got to be better than whatever uh, Don King's theory is on Donald Trump. I have two theories. Okay, he just called Donald Trump the N word. Was there more that he said? <laughs> exactly. That's a theory. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Casey. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, so one theory is that, like I said, Matanza is weakening, right? And I think Hefe either wants to get this god out of his brother or into him somehow. So why not take him to an island that steals souls and puts them inside creepy dolls? He could basically turn fucking Matanza into Chucky if he wanted. And then Chuck Tanza could run wild on the temple. But no, I, I mean more as like a means to free his brother from this, uh, this god that's inside of him. Like maybe that'll do it. Also, um... The other theory I have is just because I read way too much into when uh, the Lucha Underground people trademark things. And there is a trademark for a tag team called the Lost Girls, and we've never seen that tag team. And where, where else could we see Lost Girls but an island of dolls that steals people's souls? So it just kind of makes me wonder there. Interesting. Uh, maybe it'll play in. I don't know if they'll go to the island or anything, but you never know. Maybe uh, Lucha has a travel budget this season. Or maybe Lost that's girls. where Katrina died 
And that's how and that's we got where the soul transference happened there or something. Or? Yeah, maybe like maybe she haunts some creepy dolls. I don't know. Like the medallion kind of went out of nowhere so they can just spring this on us whenever the fuck they want, you know? Oh yeah. Well, that's the best thing about any kind of uh, sci-fi fantasy or horror is uh, you don't really have to stick to the realms of what is, no. you know, logical in the next step. The next step could be so supernatural that it's just out of the blue or it could be science or some shit. And honestly, I hope they do get some more sci-fi elements too to add to just the horror fantasy that's going on. You know, I've been watching Dust Till Dawn again and some of the stuff that they do in that show parallels a lot of the stuff in Lucha Underground with the Aztec stuff, but they go a little more sci-fi with it too. Mm -hmm. So hopefully Lucha can do some shit like that. All right. So yeah, the second part of that segment is... uh, uh, oh, Dragon Azteca, Dadge, my boy, Dragon Azteca hey, oh, Jr. Ricky showed up though. Should we tell everyone where Ricky was wrestling first? Was he like a season one Pentagon armbreaker? He was, and he was also our good friend Trace. Which uh, oh, we're breaking case fab on that. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I mean. All I know is that he's got cursed photos, but as we've seen, he's already uh, defied death's sweet embrace, so he, uh, <laughs> he can do all kinds of things. Uh, Ricky you is just can't get, basically, you're saying you just can't get rid of this fucking guy. No, you can rip his fucking heart out, and he's still there in your office. Yeah, oh, so, so why would you want him to be him. the one to take the photos? They're like a I metaphor want a for a bunch other. of photos of creepy fucking dolls. He was acting like fucking they were the greatest thing he's ever seen in his life. Like, you it, know, like, this is I think about these photos of like when uh, Orlando Bloom was caught being naked with Katy Perry or whatever. It's like you try to get rid of them and they just keep showing up on your desktop. Uh, it was really annoying. I, I think it's like um, those pictures that Dusty Rhodes had a baby doll secretly. And um, the oh. picture is that Ric Flair had of Miss Elizabeth that he was going to expose if the Macho Man uh, didn't lie down for him at WrestleMania. But then, you know, Macho Man still beat him, and then he never he never did anything. Interesting. <sighs> yeah. The, these pic- pictures are important in wrestling. There's a lot of angles around them, like those two specifically. I can't think of more, but there's probably oh, more. DDP and then WO. Uh, and Macho Man and Kim Page. Um, <laughs> Two times Macho Man's been involved with pictures. Who are we to say his spirit isn't inside one of those dolls? Uh, oh, Did anyone yeah. bring Slim Jims to the island? Because I would like to. Slim Jims. I really, I, I, I really find the the whole picture thing very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, just, and it's so weird. It's just another one of these things. Here we go again. We've talked about it for like 10, 15 minutes, and it was, what, 20 seconds in the show. DJ fucking got you. That's all I'm going to say. He got you, Casey. He got you. He fucked you over again. He mind-fucked you just a little bit. Last week, he fucked you with the amulet. Now he's fucking you with the photos. DJ's fucking you with the photos. You know, the creepy finger thing is bothering me, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know why don't you have you to so much when you say DJ. <laughs> but uh, I, I gotta say, I gotta say that uh, there's there's something that I've actually messaged DJ and said, "Holy <laughs> shit, that was a deep pull there." And uh, I can't wait to tell everyone else about it because I can't. 
I can't. But there, he, he knows All his right. shit. He knows his shit. Him and Roach know their shit collectively. They're shit knowers. They know their shit. Where do they get this shit from, though? Like, I don't even know where you got this shit from. Some island of dolls? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? I mean, like, I had heard... And by you people, I mean mean white folks. (laughs) Dude, I read about, like, paranormal shit for fun. Like, I read that stuff almost as much as I read comic books. So it's like, it's all good. Well, apparently they do, too, because those photographs were creepy. Like, I went back and freeze-framed them, and then I almost didn't want to freeze-frame them and look into it any further, because I was like, that shit is just really kind of creeping me out. Yeah, and one of them was Seth Rollins' dick. Huh? Like, at at first, I thought it was going to be some fun, like, puppet mastery, you know, shit like that, like, kind of campy and silly. But when I freeze-framed the pictures, I was like, wow, that shit's actually just creepy. Like, where did they get those fucking photographs from? Ooh, they they hey you know what this island wouldn't be hard to replicate for set purposes and not actually have to go there but um if they go there take me i want to go to the island i want to play with the creepy dolls all right so did we talk about um did we talk about dad yet dragon s second jr he busts in um Mm. oh he actually said he asked if the pictures were where dario was planning on taking matanza for a vacation he actually said that foreshadowing to my theory boom maybe oh gotcha okay so it makes sense of of how how the whole thing comes together um no but it also means that uh when dario was gone matanza was gone too because dragon azteca knows where matanza's cage is so he would know if he was gone or not interesting but would he be going to check come on shit well look He's stupid enough to want to fight Pentagon, and now he's talking to Dario about it. Um, he Dario's like, I'd like you to face Black Lotus, but she's off in Hong Tong, as J-Man would say. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, J-Man does a lot of things wrong. It's okay. Oh, no, but Matunza and Hong Tong are my favorites this week. Mary Itchy um, Lopez is always going to be my favorite. <laughs> L-, L Mary's Itchy Poophole? What? What did he call her? Mary Itchy Low Cold. <laughs> it's Money funny. In the bank, fuck Dungeon. It's funny that uh, hearing the number of times that J Man has gone to a taping and like walked past Mariachi Loco uh, in person and not knowing it was him. Like Loco, every time J Man's there, will tweet him afterwards. Why didn't you say hi? Because he won't. <laughs> like, he's not wearing a mask, so he just fucks with him. No, come on. You know that J-Man's just doing that because he doesn't want to have to say El Mariachi Loco out loud to him, right? Yeah. Isn't that what it is? He doesn't anyway, want to- I don't know if you guys heard their podcast or not this week, but... Not yet. No. Um, oh, oh, after the police break in, it's magic. That's all I can say. After the police show up, it's magic. I heard they got swatted by the fake last real we'll ruin it. It was. It's not like it's not like you know <laughs> helicopters and shit rain down on them or anything. But J Man from every minute after that is a J Man you have never seen before. So people, if you like us, you should like them too. Go watch their yeah. podcast as soon as we're done with this because there's some good stuff in there. And he shout out to a- Urban Urban Heretic one eight seven. And I'm not going to spell that shit out. Uh, shout out to him too. I want to give a um, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, well, one of our listeners who's watching the show right now, I want to give a shout out to DJ and apologize. I want to address his complaints and say I apologize on behalf of Casey. Why are you apologizing? You are such a you are such a, you. You are such um, a sorry for their specific their behavior their behavior. 
Did DJ pay you to do that? Did he pay you for that? No, I just. I'd feel like to apologize for Byron's feelings. Face. How about I, that? I apologize for Byron's fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have to apologize for that. Um, anyway, we were talking about uh, Dragon S. Tekken Jr. Here he yeah. is again, calling out your boy Pentagon. What the fuck is wrong with this dude, Casey? Is he no. is he crazy? Is he high? Did he get into Dario's stash? Something is up with him because he's. I bet. I bet Dragon Azteca would stick his head in a fire. Someone told him that he could see the devil on the other side, and he would say, Great Googly Moogly, we have another one. What's that mean? It's, it, it, I don't know, Byron. I don't know. What does anything mean? What does anything mean, Byron? <laughs> well, so he gets, he gets penciled in or whatever, but I, I kind of want to go back to Ricky because I don't know if this was intentional. I don't know when this was filmed, but... Ricky sounded a lot like Sage Northcutt to me, which was fucking hilarious. Because if you heard any of Sage Northcutt stuff last week, he is so weird. Like he was calling Ariel Hawani Mr. Helwani through their whole interview. And I got to say, Ricky kind of sounds like that all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's he did, didn't he? He sounded kind of like Eddie Haskellish, man. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to see what's going on with this dude and his haunted photos and um, the fact that he's a zombie skeleton. Uh, Let's hope he gets possessed. It'll be fun. Oh, my God. What if he turns into a creepy doll? What if he's, what if he's Ricky Chucky? That'll be amazing. <laughs> Ricky Chucky. Chucky. I love it. Oh, man. Sell that gimmick right there. Ricky Chucky shirts you, for everyone. There is a Chucky that wrestles for AAA, or there was. I think he's on the indies now. But, yeah, well, he was just straight up Chucky, and they had no legal right to have a wrestler named Chucky, but they fucking did it anyway because, hey, why not? WCW yeah. jobbed the Steiners out to Chucky. To a video of Chucky. Not even like Chucky. Just like him on a video while laughing. Were you starting to feel bad for Dario by the end of this segment? I mean, because Chavo comes in at the end, too. He doesn't really talk for it much, I don't think. But, uh, I mean, dude, how hard is it to run a wrestling promotion? All these fucking guys trying to come in and put themselves over and get matches and this and the other thing. It's got to be really, really tiring. And he was clearly nursing a sinus infection. He was all sniffly and shit. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. Let the guy take a couple day quill and chill. <laughs> yeah, day quill on top of that. Not smart. Too much day cool on top of that, and your Crosby stills Nash and Young, brother. Um, hey. <laughs> hey, just saying. Um, all right, we got one more match. Uh, Super Friends versus the Freebirds, or Freebird-style Worldwide Underground. You had to mention the Freebirds, didn't you? <laughs> Where the fuck is Terry Gordy, 2K game? <laughs> what the fuck? Jimmy Jam Garvin, seriously? Nobody Casey. fucking likes Jimmy Jam Garvin. Casey, just so you know, um, I, I when I was emailing uh, EVW about uh, about uh, trying to get him on the show, uh, I mentioned that you're the resident uh, wrestling expert um, uh, of the three of us. But uh, you're kind of you've been complaining about the Freebirds and the latest 2K game. Um, for like a week straight. So has it been that short? I felt like I feel like it was a month or two. Maybe a month. Like so, I said. Like it's been two it's, fucking days. It was I announced said, on Tuesday. God damn it! But tread lightly uh, in case he starts talking about the Freebirds or video games. Well, uh, I mean, if you go back through our DM with the heels, 
Uh, it's got to be almost primarily about that for at least a day and a half straight. Hey, let me tell you something. I I am from Bad Street, USA. And the further down the block you get, the badder it got, all right? I'm from the last house on the right. And let me tell you something. That just fucking bothers me because even Jimmy Jam Garvin would say, why the fuck did you put me in the game? He's getting a paycheck, and he'll be like, why the fuck are you including me? I'm Jimmy Jam Garvin. Did you think I was Terry Gordy by accident? Do you think my son is fucking Jesse from Jesse and Festus? Fucking Slam Master Jay and shit? Because you called me instead of him, so what the fuck? He's like, dude, you know Terry Gordy died, right? Because I'm very much alive, and I'm very much the shittiest freebird ever. The shittiest freebird. And I know he had a cameo in the Bad Street USA video, but you know what? So did those shitty band members that were playing behind Michael P.S. Hayes, and none of them are in the fucking game. But Jimmy Jam Garvin's in the game. You know what? Jimmy Jam Garvin, DDP, why don't you just add Big Daddy Dink in there too and make it the darkest period in the Freebirds history? Hashtag Smangry. I know it's normally me that that lights off on crazy rants on this show, but uh, congratulations, Casey. I think you definitely take the crown this week. Dude, I'm full of piss and ecto cooler, and before it was just ecto cooler. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, there was a match. It was an awesome match. Uh, Worldwide Underground. I'm very, very happy that uh, Ty was out there. I said this during uh, last season, too, that I was like, fuck, I wish she was actually wrestling with that trios team. Or like that they would switch her in every now and then for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Given it took a temper tantrum from Mr. Mundo uh, wanting just his title shot to get Taya in there. But I was very happy with it. I didn't expect it to go, uh, you know, Wunderbar the first time. And what was up with Jack? Jack was very quiet tonight. Yeah. Why was Jack so quiet? It was, it was creepy and weird. He probably caught Hefe's cold and he had a sore throat. That's, it was also strange because I could have sworn that you guys teleported to the other side of the temple for this match and that I was somehow sitting there with you all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it didn't make TV when Aerostar came over and hugged us. That wasn't on TV, right? No, I don't think yeah, so. He, well, I, that was like a cutaway, I think. Yeah, because he came over and hugged us and said, thank you for your support in Spanish. And uh, Justin's like, I was cheering for Taya. <laughs> and I'm like, Did I say that out loud again? I, I could I could feel that you wanted to say it if you didn't, uh, but yeah, dude, fucking the trios champs are still the trios champs. You got Phoenix, my homeboy. Oh, look though, wait. Well, I gotta say this though. I was not the I only person the cheering for Animo. Animo. Then you spit on everyone. Did you notice in the entrances, um, the Drago and Aerostar got the fuck out of there before Phoenix spit on the whole bleacher section? No, dude, that's just respect for a Triple Crown champion, fool. <laughs> Let us get out before you do the thing. Hey, you can yeah, only sir. be so lucky as to be anointed by the holy spit of the man of a thousand lives. That's why I'm glad we don't sit at the top of the bleachers anymore. Um, yeah. But Taya, I was not the only person cheering for Taya. The Weraloka chants were over. She's fucking over. She's yeah. totally over. And, and this is also won. because at the time, don't forget, she was still having that huge run with Pentagon and AAA. You know? And even though that's over now, as we saw at Triple Mania. 
Uh, Mundo and your boy Pentagon got screwed over even in Mexico. He gets screwed over everywhere, bro. That's all it's to it. Hey, he's got the AAW belt. No, Pentagon yes, got that. Hey, that picture of him uh, looks really good. You can go back east and watch him wrestle all the time now. Yeah, he's the yeah. champ in Chicago. I like how Chicago gets like all my favorite wrestlers in the fucking misfits. What the fuck? Seriously. <laughs> but um, I I got the, the Taya thing. I'm still a little little hurt. Little hurt. Um, yeah. Traitor. I get it. Yeah. But yeah. You know, I'm a little more hurt because I feel like my favorite wrestler was done dirty by a certain promotion down south. Um, but he might not be with the company anymore. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not yeah. an insider with AAA. I don't know. He's not on that. He's not on that next bill, right? It's that he's no, still- he's not. And Phoenix isn't either. And they're both going to be in England at the time. So any of our British friends, if you listen to the show, because like I know I got some followers on Twitter from the UK, go say what up to Pentagon and Phoenix. Look, my sincere hope is politics of the business aside that um, those guys are great wrestlers and that they just find a way, whether it's down south or across the pond, wherever, that they can just keep bookings up because, you know, as we talked to EBW earlier, it's not like they have an unlimited amount of money to keep them as Lucha Underground exclusives. These guys need to work. They need to feed their faces and hopefully they find good work wherever the fuck it is. Like if Chicago wants to pay them a million bucks and put belts on them, I hope they can get it. You know, as long Dude, as they keep coming awesome. to Lucha Underground, that's the caveat. So great. So fucking great that indies are bringing in luchadors now because yeah. that was not a thing when I was going to a lot of indie shows. Like mm-hmm. I, well, you because know, everyone A-W- was post ECW days, man. Everybody was trying to be the next ECW for a while. And those guys weren't doing that stuff. It was like you, all of a sudden the indies were full up with fat guys who would blade again, you know, you know what's cool though yeah. is Bart was never like that. Bart Kapitsky who runs AWS he was always um, bringing in luchadors, which um, that was like one of the selling points to why I would go to his shows all the time. I be- I became big fans of Piloto Suicida and Shamu Jr. They were a team called the LA Fuckers. <laughs> just amazing um, because Piloto, his swearing is like next level shit. Like you think Tejano and Pentagon are great at swearing in Spanish? Oh, you got to hear Piloto try to swear in English. It is, it's the most beautiful thing in the fucking world. Um, I don't know, man. I think I've heard Tejano say some pretty raunchy shit. Like, you know, I'll fuck your mother with my whole leg and stuff like that. Like he said some raunchy shit in the middle of a match. You know, season one, he was going to split someone's mom in half, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was the one where I was like, what? My Spanish is not great, but I know what the fuck that was. And that was horrible. (laughs) That's not really what that means in Spanish, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, he also didn't say rapes asses in that promo. I was wrong. I just want to go. Uh, I had someone ask for me. He didn't say that he raped asses in that season one promo, but it really sounded like he said <laughs> rapes asses in that promo. Go back and That's watch season one on iTunes and you will see. He says, I All break right. bones, I rape asses. That's so awful. Wait, we were talking about a match. Let me get back on track here. Okay. Aerostar. Aerostar literally ran the ropes at one point. Not like running back and forth. Like, you just like hop, 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 run, 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 run. Jump, jump, dive, spin. What the fuck? This guy is like, apparently Aerostar got the memo that he needed to show out for the first match back this year. Because he was doing stuff. I was expecting Jack to do more, but Aerostar was on fire. 
Fuck, man. Um, that's an old Sugi spot. Uh, and that guy, like Phoenix does his rope runs and stuff too. Yeah. But Aerostar almost got the Sugi level with that, which Sugi is like probably the best high flyer in the world. People are starting to use him, but he is a piece of shit human being that no one should ever book. So um, basically what happened with Sugi is he used to wrestle for AAA, right? And um, some fan gave uh, these paintings to the wrestler Nozawa that you might know from XPW and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff in Japan. Stan gave him some paintings. He gets stopped at the border. There's a shitload of weed hidden in the fucking paintings, right? So he gets banned from the country. It's a huge fucking scandal in Japan because uh, fucking marijuana is like really frowned upon there like crazy social stigma against it and fucking uh, it basically almost ruined nozawa's career eventually it comes out sugi had a promoter tell him hey dude plant these drugs on this guy i don't fucking like him and i'll use you more and so sugi fucking oh, did that's it fucked up yeah and this cost Nozawa a big push in his career. His girlfriend fucking broke up with him because of it. Like all this stuff. And uh, it's yeah, all. I remember Nozawa from XPW, man. He's badass. Yeah. And he's he does a lot of really fun stuff with DDT, too, or he did in the past. And um, man, yeah, that was fucked up. So that made Sugi really drop from my best high flyer in the world list. So, okay, so then the moral of the story is, though, we're happy that Aerostar is copping his moves and Aerostar can take all the fucking credit in the world for him then. Yeah, yeah I'm officially going to call Aerostar the inventor of that from now on. There we go. Wait, Sweet. But, uh, <clears throat> way to go, Aerostar. Hey, and that forward, uh, Dorada, is mas mascara, mascara Dorada? The tall, oh, the tall version. I mascara think. Dorada? Did you just yeah. call him fucking Mascara, J-Man? Seriously? And... Uh, He's he's over. Uh, I think uh, he's calling himself Metalik and doing all the um, Aerostar uh, dives. And then every oh. time he does it, the announcers go, "We've never seen this before, except never Aerostar match." Not just well, ripping look, off come on, dives. we know we're we know we're gonna see that in the cruiserweight division. Don't even be surprised, dude. They're gonna cop so much shit from Lucha Underground and the cruiserweight division in the next few weeks. It's gonna make you sick, but just be be prepared for it. Gird up your loins, cause they they, they don't have a choice. Well, you're not gonna see it because they're toning they they tone down the cruiser rates in all those matches on Raw. You're not gonna see a lot of that stuff anymore. Yeah, but the one spot you do see will probably be stolen from somewhere else. They'll claim it as theirs, but that's what they're supposed to do. They're the major leagues. You know, you go down and you learn your curveballs in the minors, and then you get up to WWE and you do the exact same thing, you know, that some other guy showed you how to do, and you take complete credit for it. Like, you're Did the you shit. I want to congratulate um, the guy that uh, couldn't cut the mustard in a much better promotion on winning the uh, title. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, that's not a TNA remark. Uh, yeah, how's your arm, bro? Wow, you guys are harsh. You guys are a tough crowd. You say I'm a tough crowd. You guys are a tough crowd. It's just, it's just funny. A guy, a guy just did not. He blew a tryout. Maybe I don't know the story, but let's just talk well, about I, a fictional. I think it's story. interesting timing that we're gonna see, you know, Kendrick back on TV and London back on TV this year. I love Kendrick. I'm so glad he's back. 
I hope he wins. <laughs> yeah, but it is kind of funny because Paul, I mean, he already filmed a bunch of stuff for Lucha Underground, but it's all going to be like kind of airing at the same time. And they're hopefully both going to have like a nice little resurgence around the same time. Dude, I, I hope so. I fucking love those guys. Have you guys ever seen their shoot interview that they did for High Spots where they're like shooting on everything and it's like fucking great? I got to watch that. Oh, it is so good. It's the one that has like a really shitty green screen in the background to the point where it's like distracting you from watching it, but it's, it's still worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look, let me get back to the match. Anything else spectacular? Uh, Triple Crown winner Phoenix, he was lighting it up with Taya for a little while um, and got the big Animo chant. So he's as over as Taya. That's good. It's good to be as over as Taya. Because, I mean, look, she yeah. was Pentagon's – Stable mate down in Mexico, which is why I think she's so over. I mean, she's got to be the number two over, right? I got to tell you something, Justin. Joe Leader is Pentagon's uh, stable mate in Mexico, too, and that guy's a piece of shit. I hate <laughs> like any wrestler that isn't Sheamus. Like, well, then good for her. Good for her. That means she's getting over on her own merit then. That's good. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point because um, Joe Leader and- sucks. And again, with a Super Friends match, I think you can always expect like the full-on Lucha Libre madness does break out towards the end. It's it, rope dives and outside action, you know, crazy Hurricane Ron is in the ring. I love these. I love these matches. Like I can't even keep up yeah. with them sometimes. I don't want to. I don't try to. I just sit back and enjoy them. I, I typically stop live tweeting during the their matches because I'm just like, I don't want to miss a move because you look away for three seconds and somebody dove off the top. Taya even d- did a top rope uh, to the floor dive in this mm-hmm. match. Yeah. And, you know, you, know, I was you don't want to miss any stuff like that. I was at the show where they announced the trios titles. That was actually the first taping that I ever went to. And I was so happy and so excited because trios matches are the shit and they're a staple of Lucha Libre and a tradition. And yeah, it's yeah, almost it, like, you know, no one has done it in the United States and ring of honor should start doing it and claiming that no one's done it in the United States. Yeah. Ring of honor can suck on my dick. Well, Wait, it was them, right? Or was the, it involved? It's Ring of Honor that's doing it, right? It was Ring, Ring of, of Honor. is doing it now. But oh for like a year or two, the Shield were, was pretty much, they were the unofficial trios champions of WWE. They just said, well, they all had New Day is a trios. New Day is a trios now. They're Freebird. Hey, uh, Casey, are. which, which uh, New Day member is Jimmy Jam? None of them because they are still the original the Freebirds. See, now, if they let in, like, Zack Ryder into New Day, he would be Jimmy Jam. Well, they have unofficial members like Seth Rollins and Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, yeah that well, doesn't If they did count. intergender, that would be fine. It could be Sasha all day, but they don't do intergender over there. I don't know. You guys ever see Precious Jimmy Garvin? That's almost practically <laughs> intergender. Uh, <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh yeah. When he, when he was with Precious and he was, oh fuck, what was his, Jimmy Garvin, what was his nickname? He had a nickname that, you know, he, he had like the gorgeous George kind of gimmick going on. Gentle Jimmy or something? Who, what, what? Uh, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Be the gorgeous. only one who would remember that. That's terrible. Oh, dude, uh, it, it was a good angle and world class. He had to wash the Von Erich's dog and shit. It was, and it was like a dirty dog. You know, that was kind of uh, cool. He still doesn't deserve to be a free bird. That's like wow. the thing. That's like uh, the angle that Mr. Fuji did, right? In real life. Oh, sort of. Fuck. With the dog. You're saying Jesus that moves. as just chewing on a piece of dog right now. Oh, wow. It's delicious. 
It's a Filipino delicacy. Um, you know, oh. there was no CJ De Niro Darn, level. Um, there was no CJ De Niro level cameos this week from anyone in the Lucha Click. But I, uh, Kevin Flynn actually had a good reaction shot after the tie had dived to the floor. But I don't, I don't know if I noticed a whole lot of good crowd interaction. And I don't know if I saw J. Oh, J. Man was right at the beginning, wasn't he? J. Man, yeah. Man, have they made the made good on their promise to cut him into like the first four or five episodes? <laughs> Even so if he wasn't so there? good. I think somehow whenever they show the logo to commercial, I think they're still working on actually putting him in the logo of the show. <laughs> they pull him out of the heels bin in the uh, Avid and just drop it in there. Yeah. yeah, I think they need to switch back to Johnny. Uh, just saying. What's up, Johnny? Um, so let me get to the end of this match. Aerostar hits a code breaker, which I thought was an interesting finish. Wasn't quite expected. That, that wasn't second. I wasn't expecting him to get the win. Um, and I also thought he would get the pin on Jack, but Jack was doing his little sitting out like a baby thing, which was great to complicate the finish and give the super friends a reason for the win. Um, but I like to see, I liked Aerostar going over on PJ. I felt like dude, that was the right booking. And then uh, Mundo runs in and I didn't really catch it, but I'm pretty sure he said, how's my foot taste? Which was yeah. just like show enough levels of awesome. Yeah, he said that. that. He did, yeah. <laughs> he did say that, right? Good. Okay, I'm not hallucinating. Yeah, good shit. His heel work is top notch. Mundo is so fucking great as a heel. That dude is so fucking great as a heel. <laughs> and he just right here, he's doing this. Awesome. Like he's flipping everyone off all the time, but that's the first time I really saw it on camera. Yeah, we, well, I mean, I, I feel like they're, they're going to some new places. Um, <laughs> and then Casey, you know, so K, uh, Mundo came in for the, the run-in. Who got the save? Well, I don't know, um, because I hit the stop button on my DVR. Uh, so I, I can't even know. trick him into it anymore, Byron. This is not, be this is not fun anymore. No, it's fun because he still gets upset. That's actually what I said at this point of the show, too. This isn't fun anymore. Sexy starts. <laughs> I used to be able to trick him into at least putting her over a little bit or for a half a second in, in the recap, but he, I can't even get that anymore. So anyway, super sexy star comes in, Wonder Woman of the Super Friends, and makes the save. And it was great. It was great. Let me tell you something, Justin. She's Aquaman at best. <laughs> she is not manish. She is not manish. No, Everybody, I'm just I'm just on like a underwater this level. She's Aquaman at best. Like everyone always said, you know, I'd rather have Gleek the fucking monkey on my team than Aquaman. Everyone tweet Lucha Gringo your favorite sexy star moments or gifts or videos or songs. Yeah, do it, and I'll fucking block you. <laughs> no, come on. It'll make him not as smangry as he is. Hashtag smangry. Send him your sexy star gifts. Yeah, um, just send a bunch of gifts of her hitting the turnbuckles because that's my favorite. Oh, you're a dick. You're a dick. Oh, <laughs> I love it, though. Um, so the final vignette. Vignette 5.324. Um, yes. Ray works something out with Dario. Like... There's a couple interesting things here, and I want to hear your theories, especially. First of all, what tribe is Ray in? He's Puba's tribe. No, he's not. He's with Dragon Azteca's tribe. He's, like, not in the tribe, but he's sympathetic to it because his master was that tribe. 
Well, Dario flat out front. says to him, um, like, I know that he's a big part of your tribe or something. Like, Dario actually mentions Ray's tribe to him in this segment. So yeah, I was that's the like, Dragon Azteca's tribe. Totally. So what tribe is that? Do we know if we go back to well, our... Well, there's one that's a, a guy with a Dragon Azteca, like, headdress on that's one of the one of the tribes okay so it's that tribe whatever that tribe is okay yeah. i was just then this is why i said i wanted to ask casey because i get these things confused um so clearly ray is a part of that tribe according to dario i like that he's working this out with dario it's like you know here's your top face guy and and your shady you know, heel booker working something out and it's for the purpose of kind of screwing dadge over here because dadge has made the foolish decision to try to, to take matters into his own hands that he shouldn't be taking into his own hands. And uh, Dario points out that, hey, Pentagon broke both these guys' arms, so here's what we'll do. You're right. Dragon Azteca versus Pentagon does nothing for me immediately. Um, you know, so let's, uh, let's set this matchup with Chavo and Dragon Azteca Jr., the, mm -hmm. who got their arm broken most contest, and whoever finishes that gets the prize, the prize, of facing Pentagon. This is not an award. And now Ray is the special guest referee. So this uh. brings me to my question of, does Ray screw over Dragon Azteca Jr. just to save him from Pentagon? Or because he's such a baby face, does he have to put his boy over or call it down the middle and let his boy go in there against Pentagon? Like, I almost think... Ray, as a babyface, has to swerve his boy, right? I think he should just offer um, Pentagon <laughs> a sweet car so that he doesn't fuck up his friend. Because Ray's got that a car sweet dope. car. Yeah. yeah but, uh, dude, let's check this out. Okay. So, Ray is a special ref. He got Chavo. He got Dragon Azteca. They didn't say what kind of match it is. I say that they make it an arm wrestling match but with the arms that were broken. Broken, <laughs> broken arm wrestling? Yeah. But, dude, if they do that over-the-top grip where they switch over, well, you see, can still win. That's the thing, oh. though. Is, is Dragon Azteca going to get that big headdress and turn it around backwards before he does it? Because if he does oh. that, he's got he, – I'm going to bet on him. All right. But Pablo doesn't even wear a hat. He, he doesn't. He just wants to show off the, um, the hair work that he got done. So, which he, which he talks about, he's on the commercials and shit. That's a quality product right there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think if it's a broken arm wrestling contest, that I would have to go with Dragon Azteca because his arm got broken. Oh, no, shit. His arm got broken later. Later. Much Chavo. later. Yeah. Chavo's had a lot more healing time. Chavo's had matches since then. Yeah. Dragon has Dragon a, Azteca you know. is wearing like his fucking Jeff Hardy arm shit. Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes. I feel bad for both of them. It's like, wait, you don't want the prize. You don't want the unique opportunity at the end of this fucking no. rainbow, guys. No, no, are you crazy? I wouldn't want to wrestle Pentagon and Pentagon likes me. What would be but, hilarious is if they both got in the ring and just fell on their backs and tried to lay down for the other one. And like they both just repeatedly kept trying to lose the match because <laughs> nobody wants to win and have to face Pentagon. They're all uh, hitting themselves with chairs and shit. Trying yeah, to it would be hilarious. I like Chavo thinking that he has a chance at getting revenge against Pentagon. I think Chavo realistically can be that delusional. But Dragon Azteca, you just, you like The it. legends you always are, Byron. The legends are always delusional. 
he's still putting himself over like it's you know WCW in in 2002. I I just I loved his bit uh, in that match where um, he's about to get in the ring and then Pentagon his old bud just wheelchairs out and says you're my friend Chavo and I must break you. It's the best. It's like now I must destroy you. Dude, I was just watching this WCW crazy fucking luchador six-man match that had Chavo in it, but it had, like, fucking Super Kolo and Silver King and fucking Seaglope. Yeah. And everyone's killing themselves in dives. So it's like, dive, 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 dive. And then Chavo's, like, just slowly drags the other guy over to the corner and chops him. He doesn't bother with that dive shit. Chavo is a smart man. Yeah. <laughs> best cruiserweight ever. All these guys are running around doing all this shit. He wait for them all to fucking be on the floor and just That's yeah, it. Just runs just run the ropes, <laughs> hit him with a uh, you know, a slam, roll him up, pull the tights, be done with it. And fucking he's genius. bringing back Pepe on the Indies, man. Is he? Nice. He's bringing back Pepe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I need a Pepe uh, t-shirt. Ooh, Chavo. Chavo does have a pro wrestling tea store. There might be a Pepe shirt. I'm sure there probably is somewhere. If not, um, we got All right, be- well, that's all I got to say about uh, Lucha Underground this week. We've talked a ton of Lucha between Eric Van Wagen and going over the episode. MMA, watch Invicta fights tonight. Jin Yu Fry, um, she's great, and she's up against Hamasaki, Ayaka Hamasaki tonight, which should be a... Barn burner of a fight. They both have only lost one fight. Hamasaki's a little more experienced, but if you are, if you like to see what strong women fighting can be like, please watch that fight. They're 105 pounders. They like weigh nothing, but they throw fucking leather. Both of these two women, which is why uh, in Jin Yufra is one of them. How do we watch this, Justin? Like, how do we watch this fight? What's it's it on? on Fight Pass. It's on Fight Pass. All the Invicta fights now are on Fight Pass. Dude, but you got to get hip to Fight Pass because there's going to be a lot of good shit on there um, coming up. I I mean, Fight Pass is legit now, man. It's going to be hard to avoid. Um, And then the other fight is Roxanne Martafari, who's kind of the geeky, awesome comic book girl who was on. uh, She had a little run on The Ultimate Fighter, but she is actually getting a title shot tonight. Barb Honchak um, had to vacate her title because she's been out so long. So... Now uh, she's getting the title fight against Jennifer Maya, which should be very interesting. So I'm looking forward to Invicta tonight. There's a lot of good women fights on there. Um, and big women's MMA Saturday night. Don't forget, Cyborg is fighting. She actually made weight this morning. Uh, oh. But she, th- I'm disturbed by this whole thing, though. So you yeah. bring Cyborg in. You're making her cut to 140 pounds which the premise behind this was so that she would get these fucking super fights, right? Mm-hmm. But she came into to the town this week 20 to 25 pounds overweight. She has one of the toughest weight cuts just to make 145 in the world. You know, there's this video of her from last time trying to make 140 where she just looks like she's dying and dead. And then the whole point of it was so that she would get these these you know, barn burner super fights with women who are coming up from 135 or maybe bring in another famous person from the outside or something, you know, maybe a Gina Carano or somebody comes back and she would get these big fights. She's fighting Lena Landsberg, who's not terrible, but, you know, 
I think Cyborg's at a minus 1250 or something to beat her. Like, the odds are ridiculous. And, and, Lena Landsberg is a 145-er. Why the fuck even have them cut down to 140? Justin, Who Justin. gives a shit? Are those still oh. the fucking odds with how bad she's been looking cutting weight? Because I think yes. that's an opportunity to make some fucking money right there. She's going to drop dead taking two steps in the ring. Dude, if you feel like this is the time that Cyborg's going to go down, but Lena Landsberg is pretty much a, a middle-of-the-road journey woman tomato can. I do got to say, okay, the opponent's not scary, but that is if you bet $100, you get like $1,300 back, right? Yes. Yeah, go make the bet. Like, if you don't mind giving up 50 or or 100 bucks, go make the bet on the long shot. And uh, you'll get fucking paid, but I don't know that Cyborg looks that bad. I mean, I think a uh, Cyborg skeleton maybe could beat Lena Landsberg. <laughs> See what I we don't need know. is Cyborg skeleton versus Johanna, and that that would be amazing. I would pay a lot of money. Yeah, well, I'm, I I don't I, I agree with Evie Dub. I think that that Rousey fight happens eventually, but I don't think it's going to be soon. I think it's probably two years off. I think Ronda comes back. She's already almost close to signing to to fight. Uh, um, what's her face? The the current champion whose name I'm completely blanking on. When I could see her face, anyway, they, she's already signed to no. fight her, and then she's gonna fight probably Pena after that, and and settle the whole four horsewoman rivalry thing that they had going or whatever. Oh, like I'm she's got these other fights. Oh, I'm blanking on names. It's gonna drive me fucking crazy, Justin. I'm sure I probably have it in my notes somewhere. Who knows? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I think that Ronda will fight uh, Cyborg at some point, but I just don't think there's any reason for them to do it soon. Um, we already talked about the Khabib, Eddie Alvarez, Conor McGregor love triangle going on there with Dana White getting in the mix. As, as soon as I get off of here, we'll prob- there'll probably be some news out there circulating about that. Um and then the other thing that happened this week was Legacy um, combined with RFA. They merged together, and they are now a new fight promotion called LFA, and they're looking to be um, the major minor league promotion, the feeder organization for the UFC. They're going to do 30 shows a year. Ed Sorez, who was at uh, RFA before, is going to kind of take over as the lead man. And... Um, what Mick, what whatever his name was, is taking over um, Sean Shelby's position in UFC as the booker for the lighter weights, and Sean Shelby is moving up and taking over Joe Silva's job because I know we were talking about that last week of Joe Silva uh, leaving UFC, which is going to leave a big hole. But now they've got their guy. They got the the guy who was running um, RFA or actually Legacy. I'm sorry, is he's going to come in and book? And they've been getting a lot of talent from these guys anyway. So I kind of look forward to seeing like. You know, if this promotion can get to an almost WEC level or kind of like where Invicta is, you know Invicta is the major minor league for women going to the UFC. Like, you know that that is the next best place. And in MMA right now, there hasn't really been that. It's like you've got World Series of Fighting and Bellator that are trying to be their own leagues like UFC. They're not trying to be feeder leagues at all. And... You know, somebody, Combate America is probably trying to be a feeder league, but they might be a feeder league into this new LFA. They might be the step below. So they might be more like high school baseball or something, you know. So I just find it interesting. Uh, It'll be cool to see. And um, 
they're not going to be on Fight Pass, I don't think. I think they're going to stay on Access TV. So, you know, Boz oh, will be typing. Channel, man. I don't get New Japan. I don't get any of that stuff, dude. Uh, yeah, I don't get Access anymore either, which pisses me off. Maybe they'll put it on Sling. That dude, would be great for me. I got to say, LFA, shitty promotion name, man. This is something I got to rant a little bit about. MMA promotions. None of you have cool fucking names, dude. I don't know what a Bellator even is or an Invicta. Uh, it sounds like some kind of fucking car. Like LFA just reminds me of LFO and their fucking rhymes were whack. Reminds it's, me of HLA. Well, it wow. does stand for Legacy Fighting Alliance is what it stands for. Dude, they need names that spell shit. Like there used to be a kickboxing promotion. I forget what the their letters were, but they spelled kick. That's fucking awesome, man. No, the best one is Glow, obviously. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Come on. Dude, best one is in Japan, fighting underground crazy kings. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, they didn't do that on purpose. Real promotion in Japan. They ended up kind of becoming 666, more or less, but yeah, the promotion's called 666, and it's fucking awesome. Um, you see a fight? I don't, I don't know that I have. MMA promotion called look, 666? No. I mean, look, MMA promotions have never had good names other than Ultimate Fighting Championship. They, they won the crown day one, because that's just like, look, it's the ultimate one. Fuck everything else. <laughs> they won the day one, so everyone else has had shitty names ever since. King of the Cage was smart, adding the duh in there so people didn't call him cock all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I unfortunately went to a junior college that <laughs> were cock. Yeah. And they had a soccer team. And they sold merchandise. So people were running around with sweatshirts that said cock soccer on it. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what's up, dude? I didn't know you were a cock soccer. Hidden, hidden gems four hours into the podcast yeah really well speaking of Fuck which crap. let's get the fuck out of here this has been an amazing show i uh, hope you guys enjoyed it uh come back next week where we will have a whole bunch of stuff that's probably not nearly as exciting but now that you're addicted to us we're kind of like the crack cocaine of your podcast life so uh for that guy byron fever over there that guy and for me, myself, and I, uh, until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix.